Flex Clothing are the official sponsors of the Do The Work podcast. Flex Clothing provide high quality fitness wear at affordable prices. Flex currently offer menswear, but are aiming to launch the first ladies line later in 2021. Use the promo code Do The Work, all in capitals with no spaces, to benefit from 10% off all purchases. To make your purchase, head over to www.flex, that's flex with two X's, hyphen clothing.co.uk. Okay, hello and welcome back to the Do The Work podcast. Hope you're all good today. Dale here, the Do The Work coach, um, and I'm joined today by another guest. And I'm super pumped for today's episode. I think it's going to be a really inspiring conversation, certainly for me, but hopefully for you guys as well, which is obviously the intention. Um, so all the way from South Carolina um, in the US, I'm going to get this name right. I'm joined by Joey Drollshagen. Have I got that right? That was perfect, Dale. <laughs> Love it. I'm glad. I was great thinking about that. And we, we practiced it before we came on live. <laughs> Pulled it off, it sounds, which um, I believe originates from Germany. Um, I just wanted to introduce yourself um, onto the show, and then I'm going to give you um, give you the floor to tell the listeners a little bit about you. But um, I just wanted to read out uh, your mission statement off the website for the guys. So you're a, a life coach. You've been in sort of the corporate world and been successful there, and then um, essentially just completely changed direction in, in what you do, I suppose. Um, and I'm going to read this. So um, you've put on here that your mission statement and personal promise to every client that I serve is to inspire, motivate and lead people to live fuller lives, to show people how to convert the energy associated with struggle into fuel, to launch their life further than they could have otherwise achieved, to be tenacious towards my clients experiencing the dreams, visions and goals coming to fruition in all areas of their lives. Your health and well-being, your relationship, your life works, your time and money, freedom. Life is intended to be lived with passion. It isn't just my motto, it's my mission. I think I've yeah. done a good job of introducing you there. So over to you, just give the listeners a little bit about your background and stuff, if that's all right, Joey. Oh, absolutely. It's great to be here with you, Dale. You know, when we talked last week, I've been really excited for this conversation, just based on what sparked last week when we talked. So, yeah, so... Thank you for the awesome introduction. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I grew up, <clears throat> I grew up struggling. I grew up watching my family struggle, low income family and such. And, um, in my whole life, it's like, even as a child, like an older child, eight, 10 years old, it's like, I, I knew that I wanted my life to have purpose in other people's lives. You know, and as I went forward at 22 years old, I had this passion to ignite within me. To, a, to help people live better lives, truly. And, and starting with me, and I became a student of it there, but I was conditioned that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy retirement. So I built a 28-year career in corporate America up to a vice president of sales. And, you know, I went down that path and I always kept this other side running, you know, going on the side, you know, and I grew a lot and I learned a lot, but it took me years to start understanding how to make those shifts, how to, how, to, how to adjust that and bring about that living from my purpose. Live it, honestly, today I say it's living boldly. You know, it's taking those steps and you've done that as well, taking those steps through the fear and going to that other side of it. And so as I continued to do this, you know, I lost um, my dad and then my mom within a year about eight and a half years ago. And it was like, man, I didn't want to keep living that way against what my purpose what I felt it was and so that's when I stepped out when I stepped out from corporate America 
I had three clients and I stepped out and I moved from, you know, Iowa to South Carolina in the mountains and, and all of that all happened at the same time. And when I look at it now, it's like part of me is going, man, that was crazy that I did that. But, you know, we hit that point where it's like we just can't stand living the way we're living any longer and something needs to change. And that's exactly what my whole life is kind of round up within a couple minutes there. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've kind of been on the journey that you now obviously coach your clients to go on, I guess. Um, I know the work that you do is sort of life coaching, speaking, that you coach coaches and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I love the name of the, the email. I, I enjoyed that when you told me. So um, it's freaking go time coaching, right? Uh, yes, yes. Which, which is great. And and we mentioned about how, depending upon who you're talking to, we could change freaking to something else maybe. Uh, <laughs> we if can. Works, <laughs> if it works in that climate, which is cool with me. Um, you talked about your uh, sort of change and your own transformation there. Um, and you mentioned going through a little bit of trauma, losing your dad, I think you mentioned. Do you think it took that, to spark or ignite, which I think is a word you've used on your website as well, to create that change. Do you think you would have made that decision to change and move had that not happened? You know, I, I would have liked to have said that I would event at some point step into this, but you know how we have those driving forces? You know, Dale, through my 20s, my 30s, even into my 40s, I used alcohol, I used gambling, I used, you know, binge watching TV overeating, things like that, to deal with that desire within me that I was too afraid to step into, yeah. you know? So, so when things happen like that, like a lot of times I, my book life's lessons that I wrote is available on Amazon. It's all about how life happens for us and not to us. So it's taken those dark times in our life <clears throat> and out, like those dark night of the soul experiences that we all have. And it's utilizing that as fuel to launch our life further than we would have been able to do without those events. My dad passing away, I still miss him and my mom today. But yeah, that was a big driver for me. Like, I don't want to keep living by that conditioning any longer. I don't want to keep living by the expectations other people taught me that I should have on myself. I know this mission inside of me. I know that, you know, that, that purpose with inside of me. And that I'm not stepping into it got harder and harder and harder. And that's so many people binge watch TV, overeat, um, you know, like I said, the gambling, the alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. There's so many, you know, endless things that we can use. Most of the time, if somebody, all the time, really, if somebody's using something like that, they're trying to cover up or push down something else, you know, and and I understand that, like, it's really hard to do that. I understand why people go their whole lives and they have this strong desire to do something, but they don't bring it forward. They don't step into it because that fear is so damn strong within us. And so many people, Dale, will have a desire to do something and they won't even try it because they're afraid of failing. That to me is really sad. Yeah, I think you've, you've got a massive big point there around the fear because at the end of the day I, I i find this within the world that i sort of work within in terms of fear so from my perspective people often fear what it takes to change their life to achieve the weight loss um and and, and the people listening to this generally are people that are either doing that or they're stuck with that or what have you um mm -hmm. and i know this this episode is going to be useful for that and, and all areas of life as well um but taking that big step often is 
fearful. Do you know what I mean? And the the, the, the thing for me is that the biggest and, and the best decisions in your life usually come from a place of fear, right? They usually come because they're a big decision. Um, mm-hmm. They yield the best return. Um, it requires you to walk towards that fear. So how do you... Do you find that when your clients have come to you, they've already overcame that fear? Do you have to do some work with them to really, you know, push push against that? Yeah, typically um, the, the clients I work with, and I work with similar clients that you do as far as like, you know, their health and their well-being and things like yeah. that. And, and a lot of times that fear, like they can picture themselves at that ideal weight. They can picture how their life is freer, how they move freer, their younger feeling and such. But it's that fear of, can I really do that? Like, can, can I live up to that vision within myself? You know, cause there's some shifts that have to go, you know, when I work with somebody, like we're talking health and well-being, when I'm working with somebody in that area, typically people come to me and they're, they're, they're not doing great. You know, they're struggling in, in, in life, whatever area it is, they're having a hard time. They don't know how to move it forward. They've tried a bunch of things. And then some people I come across have just kind of given up. And we see a lot of those people who just, you know, and I understand why that is, you know, but they just kind of given up and they've just kind of, they go to the same job over and over and over. They can't stand or they just continue to eat, you know, and, and, and get more and more unhealthy and such. So shifting that around, yeah, every client I work with, it's, it starts with shifting. And the way I do that is by coming up with a dynamic vision, you know, creating a vision of what is that life? Now, I start with two points, Dale. What's going on right here, right now? Let's get really solid. Doesn't matter where you come from or anything. Where are you right now? And then start that vision of where do you want to be and what does that look like being there? From those two reference points, I can help anyone. If they can get clear on those two areas, I can help anyone. I imagine a lot of the clients that you work with, you have to help them first to develop what that vision, whatever you may call it is, but then to shift with inside of themselves the things that are not that vision. Yeah, I think for me, often people struggle to believe that they can achieve what they think they want to achieve. Um, And sometimes it's easier for them to almost not take action and kind of I suppose procrastinate is the word um, because they fear how much work it's going to take to get to where they want to be probably failed before. So they think kind of why bother to get started? Cause I anticipate me failing along the way because it's happened before. And then the other side of it for me as well is other people around them um, remind them of their failures. And, you know, if someone's going to come to me and invest in my coaching, they're probably going to have a conversation with the partner with the parent, with someone like that. And they might say, oh, well, that's that's expensive. And you tried it before and it hasn't worked. And they'll, they'll try and talk people out of changing sometimes. And I think that comes from two places. It comes from the care and they just want to protect the, the downsides. So um, they, you know, pop the tire before the car goes out the garage at the risk mm-hmm. of crashing down the line. Um, or it's because that person themselves has failed and they want to bring them back down to their level, whether that's conscious or subconscious. Do you think that's a big factor in what holds people back, the people around them and who they associate with and stuff? Huge, huge factor in it. Absolutely. You know, part of the thing with that is, is like when I said that about a clear reference point, like what's right here right now, 
So many people live on their past. You know, there's two ways of living. Really, you can break it down to two ways of living. I imagine you can do more than that. But there's living like the masses, like the 98% of the world live. Those people start with their past results. They start with where they come from. They start with, you know, like their what they have and don't have. And mo more of that focuses on what they don't have. So they come out of the gate beating themselves up with that. Right. And then there's like the 2% of the wealthiest people in the world. And when I say wealth, I don't mean just money. I mean, abundance and health and well-being, relationships, vocation, time, money, freedom, living life boldly is what I like to say. OK, so those people there, they start out with exactly what I said a minute ago. They start out with create. They don't care about the past. They look at what is it they want to achieve. And then they start moving forward into that through the cycle of that. So they're coming out. They're not coming out already half beating themselves up. And I just did a, a, a five-day, six-day series beginning of this year all on myth busting. And one of the myths were when we go back to some, when we go back to the people that gave us the conditioning, the patterns, the paradigms, all the stuff we live through today, when we go back to them for advice on our life, it's pulling us right back into that conditioning that we had. It's not our fault for the conditioning we had. We didn't, we weren't born and did, you know, sign up for it. And even the people that taught it to us, it's not their fault because they did the best they could do. But they're in that conditioning cycle. That's, that's that comfort zone, right? So, so when we step out and we do something boldly and we take an action and, and then it gets strong, the fear gets stronger and stronger, we want to run back to that. That's why we go back to those people as safe people, but those people will help us to stay in that comfort zone and living boldly, living in the health that you want to have and experience the body type you want to experience and, and the, the youth and vibrancy and all that is outside of your comfort zone. So when we understand that fear is really just a step outside of your comfort zone, it's, it's not never saying you can't, it's saying you haven't done so yet and stepping into that. I think it's a great point. Like I've got another quote from your website here and it says, I won't let you settle for mediocrity. And you talk there about, you know, 98% of people settling for that essentially. Um, and I always think if you, if you do what everyone does, you're going to get what everyone else gets. Yes. Which is, you know, defined as average, I suppose. Um, an average for most people, whether that be health, income, overall happiness is, is, Okay, relative to where, you know, in, in, in the first world, I suppose, where we are, uh, it could be better, right? So you kind of have to do something that most people aren't doing. And that's the challenge, isn't it? It's like, do I go with the herd mentality or do I be bold, as you said, and, and do things that make me stand out? But if I do stuff that makes me stand out, I'm scared of what they might say. So I'm just going to do what everyone else does. Um, so... Do you find that's the challenge, getting someone out of that comfort zone and into that bold place that you said? And what kind of, are there any things that people could do to kind of um, warm towards thinking about moving into that area? Yeah, that is, that, that, that is one of the big areas. You know, when I, when I stepped away from corporate America, now I had a 28-year career that I built up, right? The education, the work and all that stuff. When I stepped away with three clients and I moved to South Carolina, I found myself multiple times, even, even after I stepped into it, thinking, this isn't right. This isn't right. I shouldn't have done this. And that fear is stepping up. And what it is, is because it's different. But here's the thing with that. We can't 
live a bold life or whatever you want to call it, life by your passion, by your vision, and take normal steps and take normal actions. In order to get to that point, you have to do things that are abnormal. So those abnormal actions are going to feel uncomfortable. They're not going to feel right because inside you have that fear telling you, no, 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 this is how we do it. This is how we do it, you know, and driving back to that. But understanding that's really the huge benefit for people in having a, a Dale or, or a Joey in their life is to help maneuver that path, you know, because what took me years to accomplish, my clients shift when, in weeks and see huge results in. And I'm sure you have the same experience in what you do. Yeah. And I think, I, you know, I've done it recently and people are probably bored of me talking about it, but I've recently done um, like a fitness photo shoot because I got myself into a situation where I was, I suppose, in my comfort zone and allowed COVID to get the best of me with yes. training and stuff like that. And then I, one day, a bit like you said, you know, the switch flicked and I was like, whoa, looking in the mirror, what's going on there? You're a PT. The gyms are reopening soon. You better get your shit together, mate. Um, so that was a light switch for me. So then I did something that I would never do. It's not in my character to go and stand in my shorts or in boxes um, in front of a camera. It's just not me. Um, yeah. but that's what it. That's what it was going to take to get me into that uh, that shape. Um, so I had to be uncomfortable. Um, and when I first got there at the shoot, I was uncomfortable. But then after a while you're made to feel comfortable by the professional who's there to help you um, when you're in good hands. Um, which brings me on to one of the questions I wanted to kind of get to is how important, and I know we know the benefit of this, but how important is it to have a coach? How important is it to have accountability to not only guide you through this process in terms of support, but also be able to foresee the hurdles that are going to come before they come and manage just one hurdle at a time. I think that's, do you find that that's important and do you still have coaches in your life? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so as far as like the importance of a coach, think about climbing Mount Everest. You can go out there, you can park your car, you can get out, you can put your pack on, you can start walking, right? I think you have to reserve that, you know, you're going to be there, but you can just start walking. Or you can get a guide to help you go up there. Somebody that else is watching the weather, somebody that knows the terrain, somebody that's been through that process and is able to do it. Which way would you rather choose to, to go up Mount Everest? Yeah, well, you're absolutely getting a guide, are you? You aren't taking that journey on your, on your own. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with this here, you know, finding somebody with a proven track record that's been through it and has achieved, you know, that what I call bold living and such can help get there so much quicker. See, I've done it on my own, right? I've spent years doing self-studies, putting programs together, self-study programs, things like that and such. And, and my results were, were not that much. When I started working with coaches, and I do work with a coach, different coaches. I work on a coach in the business side. I worked with a coach <clears throat> last year because prior to COVID, I was traveling all over the United States and Canada and such doing talks and giving speeches and doing workshops and all that. When COVID hit that, locked all that down almost instantly. Yeah. I had multiple events that got canceled because of, of COVID. So when that happened, part of me was, I love that. I love being in front of people. You know, I love talking to crowds. I love the workshops and interactiveness and all that. So converting it over, I was ticked and I was like, I'm not doing that. And it took me a little while. And then as I found my business kind of starting to kind of decline some, it's like, okay, 
I don't know how to do this. Now I could have went to YouTube and I could have bought books and I could have, and I do those things as well. But I know by working with somebody who's already doing it, I will get there so much quicker and converted my whole business last year, you know, in 2020 to being online, to doing the webinars, the workshops, the Zooms, the interviews like we're doing right now. And so, but, it, and it helped me get there a lot quicker by working with somebody who knew that terrain, just like they would with Everest, you know, climbing Everest. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and it, you know, it's why I've got, yeah, business mentor, coach them, training and stuff like that as well. Um, interesting question that I saw recently. How much of an impact do you think um, the actual investment that you make into the coach matters? So, for example, if I've got for you now um, a, a business mentorship that's going to help you improve your life coaching business, that's a hundred pounds, a uh, hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, or I've got one that's a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars. And most people obviously are going for the hundred dollar, the hundred pound option, but what I found is the more you pay, the more you take notice and the more that you implement. So, you know, you mentioned like YouTube workouts and there's these like, you know, cheap PDF things that you can buy these days and eBooks. I'm sure you could have done the same for what you were looking for. Do you think there's a relationship between the amount you pay and the result that you get taking aside for a second, um, the ability of the coach to get you a result? I do. I do. And, and so many people think it's just the coach. They think they're paying the coach. So they want to get their money's worth out of the coach. But it really is that secondary. You want somebody who's got a proven track record and all that and results, you know, and you've, you can see those. There's that side of it. But really, it's investing in yourself. You know, when we t- make an investment in ourselves, and I'm, I'll tell you this, Dale, is over the two and a half decades or whatever it's been, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in myself in coaching and programs and certifications. And, and I continue to do. I just invested $5,000 yesterday in a 10-week thing that go through to continue building my online presence and such. So to, when we invest in that, we get more out of it. When I first stepped, actually, even before I stepped away from corporate America, You know, when I made that decision to step away, within six months, I resigned from corporate America from a six-figure income, from, you know, the the company car, from all of that stuff to step into what I'm doing today. There was so much fear of what would happen. But today, I live the same way I did then. You know, the finances, all that stuff grows and and builds back up again and stuff. It it was just a short delay, really. I mean, 2019, I I broke the six-figure you know, a year in doing what I do. So when we look at that, when we, when we invest in ourselves, we see more value in it. When I, last year, when I started doing these workshops, I was doing them everything free, free workshop, free training, free masterclass, free, 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 free. And I'd have people that would register and not show up. I'd have people that would show up and then halfway through leave. I'd have people that were kind of you know, you'd see them on their Zoom and, and, and they'd be on there at the beginning and then you don't see them. out. It's like they're off vacuuming or doing dishes or something the whole time. When somebody has to, when, when we invest in ourselves, we're making a commitment in ourselves and we're saying, I'm, and here's what the big key is, is we're saying I'm worth it. I'm worth it. So if I'm worth it enough to invest in myself, then I'm worth it enough to give my attention to it. And that's what happens with it. When I was in corporate, and I started getting clients. I started doing these huge discounts and, you know, like 25, 30% of what <laughs> I should have been at and stuff. And those people weren't getting near as much as the people that 
invested fully in themselves. It was like I cheated those people out of that opportunity to really be committed into it. My ideal client, I'm sorry to say this, but my ideal client is somebody who comes to me and has to, and, and, and there's somewhat of a struggle to cover that investment because those people lean into it so much than somebody who's just got, you know, a million dollars and just, you know, throwing cash at things and stuff. Yeah, because it's a risk to do it. And that, that there lies the, the, the beauty and the action, right? Or for someone to do the work. I always like to throw that in there because um, they've gone, this is going to make things difficult for me. So I have to make this work, but I'm doing it. And I love what you just said there about I'm worth it. I'm doing it because maybe I'm worth it, but I suppose um, how I'm going to feel off the back of it is worth it. That's, that's worth it. Like you say, it's not necessarily is the coach worth that much money? Well, for that coach, one client, so one client to me or one client to you, isn't going to change our lives. Right. Investment that the client makes for them could change their life. Does that make sense? So very, very, that's a perfect way of saying that too. It, it can sound a little bit arrogant in a, in a, in a way from a, a coach's perspective, like you might not say it like this, but look, your investment into me isn't going to change my life, but your investment into this could change your life. But I, I love the way you frame that in terms of saying that I'm worth it. I'm worth putting into this money into this rather than other things that we waste money on, I suppose. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I really like that analogy, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, the, you know, the other part, I'm sorry, the other part of that deal is you talked about that. It might sound a little arrogant. I want my coach to come from more of that side than somebody who's timid and, and things like that. I want somebody who's confident. I want somebody that says, man, I got results and I'll get your results and I will guarantee it and promise you to get your results. And if you give me a hundred percent of yourself, you'll get a hundred percent of me and watch and see what well, you you'll be wild when we get done working together. To me, that's not arrogance. And I have the testimonials and all that to back that up. I think, I think it's important to have that. And that, it brings me on nicely to what I literally wrote down before. So you was talking about having, um, I think you used the word certainty, or if you didn't, I wrote that down because that's what I understood from it. From when you left corporate America and you you, you were certain you had, this is where we're going to get onto the mindset, which I know you wanted to talk about. You had the certainty mindset that you would make it work. So from you didn't have six figures and then you go back to six figures. But how much of the fact that you had that certainty in your mindset and your beliefs do you think played a part in you then taking the actions to get you there? Because I think sometimes people half-ass things. And there was a, a quote that Matthew McConaughey said uh, in a book I read, um, and it's called uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've got it. Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, there. So I gave it to yeah. one of the, the, the other coaches to read the other day. Um, and he basically, uh, it's not in that book, but I listened to a podcast that was, um, he was on it anyway. And he basically, the best advice I ever received was don't half-ass things. If you're going to do it, go all in and be certain. You know, how much did that impact your ability to spin the, I've left my job, I'm a bit in fear, I don't know whether it's going to work, to go in, no, I'm, I'm certain I'm going to make this work. Yeah, that's, you know, um, I, I did a conversation last night. I was talking to somebody and we were talking about that. They say, you know, be your best, be your best. You know, my whole life, I've been intimidated by doing be your best. 
because I don't know what my best is. I, you know, I like like to lean into it and, and things to give it my all is all I know to do. I don't know if that's my best or not, but I'm going to lean into it. So again, when I did that, it started with that vision. So I started setting that. And that's what visioning, that's what all of this stuff does is it's training the mindset. You know, our mind, the intention of our mind is to help us solve complex problems. But so often people are led through their whole life based on the thoughts that pop into their head. You know, the fear, doubt, worry, things like that. Why I can't pass the results, all of that stuff going through our head. So when we get something and we get a vision of what that looks like, it's that starting point of getting the mindset on track. Once we get the mindset on track, it starts opening up avenues. So the opportunities and such that came to me, a lot of what happened is I was just open to those and connected with it. I overheard somebody talking in a restaurant about how they need help in this area and stuff like that. You know, I, I'd overhear something else that would lead to how I change my business around or things. But when we're living in that fear, doubt, and worry, we're clogging ourselves down. And it's not that the opportunities are not showing up. It's that we don't see them because we're bogged down in that. So really what I say, you know, part of the thing when I coach with people, it's, to experience greater balance in your life. It's to live life easier. Life's not supposed to be like this struggle, work, you know, effort 150% of the time. It becomes easier when we get that mindset going because all of a sudden we overhear a conversation. All of a sudden something comes, you know, for me, I call my God blue because in every conversation I'm having with people, at some point they're doing incredible things. At some point I go, how'd that happen? And they go, it came out of the blue. But when we're living in that fear, doubt, worry, we don't see they're happening, but we don't see them. So getting that mindset into alignment, life becomes easier. And a quick illustration of this is the fly that's on the window pane. And they're trying harder and harder and harder to go through the window pane, just like so many of us do with what we want to achieve in life is we try harder and harder and harder until it ends up, you know, dying of exhaustion, that, that vision or that desire we have. And multiple reasons for it, but one of them is that exhaustion. If we if we can stop that harder, harder, harder pushing and allow it, if we can get more in the place of being a human being and not a human doing, life becomes easier. Have you noticed that in your business at all at times where you where you've been pushing, pushing, pushing? It seems like you get this much results for this much effort. And then there's other times when you put in, you, you're allowing and you're just in that flow and you're putting in this much effort and getting huge results from it. One thing that I've found is I agree with that. And I think success opens more, more doors. So the more successful mm -hmm. you are naturally and organically, the more doors are open to you. And, and it, it's like when you're, um, and you might've found this as well. If you're pushing for new clients, often you don't get yeah right um, and you're working hard and you're putting the content out there and you're thinking why am i not getting any interest off this what what am i doing wrong you read the post back and you're like well that's great you know i've done a blog i've done a podcast what what is going on um and then all of a sudden um you just get into the day-to-day -day, um and you crack on and you deliver results for clients and then like buses it all seems to come at once and it, it can be a little bit overwhelming to be fair um, when that happens um, but yeah, it tends to be that opportunities just come and they're linked next to other opportunities. And I think that's the, just a direct result of you being consistent um, with with what you're doing and, and, and working, like you say, not necessarily working yourself into the ground, but working through those obstacles 
without worry on whether you're going to get that immediate gratification, knowing that the work you're doing now is going to pay off. But you kind of only realize that when you start seeing that sort of, what would you say, like exponential change or interest that suddenly start to gather up and and that could come from as well um you know achieve what what are the effects of achieving weight loss and how does that impact the rest yeah well you're feeling better so you're happier at work you work harder maybe you get a raise or a promotion then you're happier at home so you have a better relationship with your kids and your partner and whatever else and it's like it's the knock-on effect of one little bit of success in your life, whereas most people are just waiting to take take an action on the on the one thing, or or give up at the first hurdle, or maybe just before that exponential growth is about to arrive. Yeah, and you just you just touched base on a really key point. You know, whether it's the job and the raise, the family and the kids, or things like that. Really, what happens first is we have a shift inside, and when we have that inner shift everything in our outside has to shift along with it. So if we're going through a job that we, you know, we, we want more money, we want this, we want more responsibility, things like that. And, you, and when we shift on the inside, all of a sudden those things can't help but to show up on our outside. One of the ways I explain this is, is what I call a zero line in life. So there's a zero line. You're not putting in any effort. You're not putting in any results, right? That's, that's the zero line. Boom. Okay. When you go upwards from there is you're putting in effort and you're getting results. And the further up you go, you know, the, the more results that you're getting. So two things with that one, when we drop below that zero line, when we're into fear, we're in the doubt, we're in the worry, we're into looking at our past results, we're into struggling within ourselves of why we don't deserve or why we can't have that. You have to put in so much more effort to bring it back to the zero line to then go upwards and forward. So when you're in that negative place, you know, in that, in that below the zero line place, that's what I mean about, you know, we don't see the opportunities, the potentials, the things like that showing up because we're blocking our resistors to those because we're so much into that struggle of that below the, the zero line. Once we get above that zero line and the further up we go, what I, the way I transition that is it's, it's, it's the further up you go, you put in less effort and get more outcome from it. So when we first start doing something, when we first start working out, you know, I part of the whole thing with habits we were talking about, a majority of my life, I would work out and I'd get a workout plan, I'd get a food plan and I'd follow that, follow it, follow it. And as soon as I broke it, I was done and I'd be off of it. And sometime later I'd go back to it. Today, life is totally different. I work out five days a week. In that, Dale, I'll tell you this, sometimes I only work out twice in a week if I'm traveling and I have a heavy schedule. And but but it, it doesn't, and I have a food plan I follow. You know, I have to watch my sugar intake and such. So I follow a certain food plan. There's times I go, I don't eat like that. But what I do is I bring it back to that. It's no longer a, a, a Monday diet type of a thing or a Monday workout type of a thing where once it's broke, I'm off the wagon, so to speak. It's, it's, I just bring it back to it. I just pick it back up. I didn't work out yesterday. I'll make sure I work out today. I have a Saturday as an extra day, you know, and, and it's, it's like life fits like that. And I don't have to make it so often. We're living our life trying to make ourselves do stuff that are not really things we want to do. And when we can shift that into going after the results that we want to experience, we have so much fluctuation within that of how it happens 
we can start finding more joy in living our life. We can start finding more freedom. We can start experiencing life differently. Yeah, it's that it's that identity shift, isn't it? Like you said there about you doing your training and you doing your your, your diet plan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's just become something that you do. It's part of your identity, and that's the habits come in, right? It just becomes something that you do. You don't think about it. You just kind of do it, and that's I suppose yeah. where everyone wants to to kind of get to. Um, and sometimes it's, it's people give up before it gets um, shifted into that identity, so to speak, which is why they stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, and they never yeah. have that momentum um to, to start that process you said something interesting right at the start of that so you said the inside dictates the outside and you were talking about kind of i think what you see and whether or not you can see opportunity and at the times of struggle the way i see things is you're very susceptible to seeing downside 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 and you don't see upsides of things you always see everything as a struggle and you almost become a, a victim to your environment and then that reduces the chances, like you said, of seeing the opportunities that you've got available and all the decisions and everything becomes more challenging. Whereas when you've got that momentum and you start taking action, because it starts with a small step. Um, I did a post about this last night, I think it was, around like, thinking about like a merry-go-round. Like you've got to get some traction to get moving. Yeah, You've got to get some momentum to get moving. But as it's moving, it gets easier. And that's when those doors open up, those opportunities open up. Just naturally, from you seeing things differently, um, talking to yourself differently, I think is 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 a big thing. Huge, huge. The way that you talk to yourself, like I can't do that, and this comes into the mindset of, I suppose, growth mindset and fixed mindset, and how it, how you think. Oh, I can't do that, or I'm not somebody who does that. The flip side and the opposite of that is, well, how does someone who's more successful think? They think, how do I do that? Show me how I can do it. Let me find out how I can do that. Um, you know, I, I want to do that um, rather than I can't. And that, right. if you don't get that right, in my opinion, like that's that's step one of a transformation. And is that where you start with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Before I even do the vision, I'll tell people, you know, how many of you would ever speak to another person the way you talk to yourself? You know, or how many of you would ever talk to another person the way you talk to yourself? But but we do that. And we exactly what you said, the can'ts, you know, I can't do that. I failed at that. I this, I that, I, you know, whatever it is, I don't have the money. I don't, whatever it is, is that's what we're going to experience. You know, our, our reality of our life is make believe because our entire life how we see it is based on our perceptions. So if I see something, you know, you and I could have the exact same experience and one of us look at it from the point of how it's beating us up and things like that and dragging us down and keeping us held back and all of that. And the other one could look at that as an opportunity to grow and expand. And and that's exactly what we're going to experience. So one of the things with the self-talk, which thoughts we grab hold of and entertain, it really determines our, our perception. So I'll take people that have experienced like tremendous things in their life as far as molested, as far as, you know, jobs, as far as family, as far as all this stuff and help them shift their perception of that. And, and Dale, I'm, I'm telling you, it's such a blessing to get to be involved with that with somebody, because as soon as we shift that, that person gets to go forward in their life, a different person than they were prior to that, because we've shifted that perception of what, how they see it. We haven't changed the details 
of the events that's happened in people's lives, but the perception of those details. And when you do that, oh my God, will you notice amazing shifts? So I always start there and then I move into the vision. And the reason I do it that way is so that that person has a clear mind. They're coming from that place of what they, what I don't even say what they can do of what they truly desire to do and then move into creating the vision off of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's kind of opening the mind up before you kind of half commit to something, right? You're going, right, no, my mind is totally open to what we're going to do now. Yeah. Now, what does it look like and, and how we're going to do it? So it's really interesting. Now, yes. the next kind of thing I wanted to get to, and this is segue quite nicely, um, there's coaches out there that sort of focus on you know, in anything short, like short, big changes. All right. Big changes, short term transformation. And then there's other people out there that talk about, you no, know, it needs to be tiny. It needs to be small. Um, do you know what I mean? Step by step, feel successful in, in the change. So do you have, I suppose, an opinion on, do most people need small changes or do most people need an overhaul big change? Or do you see the two of those things interlinking at all? <laughs> It's funny, I'm laughing because like my clients kid me about this, but I always, whether I'm doing a group call, whether I'm doing an individual call, I always get into celebrating successes. And I do that. And, and, and sometimes people will say, well, I had this little thing happen to me this week and I'll walk them through. I'll stop everything and walk them through. So what, who measures, whether it's a small, medium or large, huge life impact, who, who, who measures that? We all measure that for ourselves, right? Yeah. So if you, if you get to choose the changes you experience, why would you ever choose for something to be a small change? Because that small change, you don't know the full impact of that change, of how that's going to spread. So I, I stay away from judgment as much as I, you know what I mean? Like, in, like in, as much as I possibly can with that stuff. If, if somebody experiences a change, whether that's a small, medium or large change, it's only up to them to choose that. So if we start focusing on, I have small changes. And, and, and when I say small changes, I'm not saying the impactfulness of the change. I'm saying when we measure the size of the change, why wouldn't we all want to have huge changes? Every change we experience that leads us into how we want to live life. Why wouldn't that be a huge change? So yeah. I Just jump in there. There's an interesting thing that I read. Uh, oh, I can't remember where I read it. Could have been atomic habits i think um it talked about a plane setting off from i think it was la um set for new york and you probably yeah. heard this before yeah and if that plane sets off just one degree out from its direction and where it should be um, it can end up hundreds of miles away from the destination yeah why i'm sharing that is i suppose we see that initial thing as small so that initial action as small and in this example obviously it's showing that it's gone in the wrong direction but what it what it shows is the trajectory of that small action can have a the impact afterwards so a small change in 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 the interim is actually a big change long term if you view it like that and i think is that what you were trying to get across there well yeah that's exactly what i was saying right there you know when we when we experience a change we don't know the full impact of that change you know you can you can mathematically equate out and say okay one degree off here is going to lead to way over here up there right but the changes we don't know how that change is going to impact 
where we end up. You know, we know it's leading into that area. So I, I try to take judgment off of it and celebrate all changes, all successes, because each one of those is is needed and required in order to get to the living the life that you truly desire to live. Yeah. And I think all those changes add up at the end of the day are going to create what people will perceive as a big change in their life. But like we said before, if if they keep living how they're living, which is how the average person lives, um, then nothing's going to change, right? So to get out of that routine and that process does require a lot of change. And that, I think, is what kind of holds a lot of people back. And it comes back to the fear element. It's like, well, I kind of like how I am. Because if they didn't, if they didn't like how they were, they would change it, right? And they need to, they need to want to change more than they want to stay the same. Yes. Yes. Uh, they need to be in more pain now than what it takes to 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 create the change. And I often find that comes from a specific moment or a like you said before, a switch that you yeah. or or whatever. Um, and I. I guess until they decide in themselves is very difficult as a coach to get them to that point. It, it needs to start with that person, right? Absolutely. And, and, and really it's the difference between being pushed by our pain, right? When I, when I, back in my drinking days, I got into things happened over drinking and stuff like that, that were so that were painful enough to make me want to do something different, you know, living in corporate America, even though I was good at what I did, it, like it hurt me to be spending my life that way. And the pain got stronger and stronger and stronger. And my dad passed, my mom passed, not even a year later. It hit that pain so hard that I didn't care what happened. I just couldn't keep living the way I was living. That's pushed by your pain. What, what I do is help people get to be where they're pulled by their vision. So if you look at painful events happen and push us to one way or another, we're going to grow. It's part of the human condition. We're going to change, right? Change is coming as part of life. So when, we, when we're pulled by our vision is we have, more, we have more emphasis on what we want that change to be. And we get this dynamic vision. We start putting that vision on. We start looking at it through the eyes of that person living that vision. All of a sudden, we've, we're getting pulled through things. Things are happening easier. Things are happening. Things are opening up to us and such that otherwise wouldn't have unless until that pain pushed us to that part of doing it. So, you know, I, I lost a job. I, I, okay, I'll be honest. I lost a job. I lost a driver's license and I lost a vehicle all in one failed swoop of running a, a car into a tree when I was drinking, you know, back 15 years ago or so. That was very painful. Going to the court system was painful. Losing a job was painful. Not being able to drive myself anywhere was painful, you know, while that lasted. But that pain led me to doing something differently. And what I tell people is, if you look at those, they're painful times, but there's, there's gold nuggets in those times to help you grow that to our, our guiding and leading you. So when we have things happen that we judge as negative or painful or things like that in our life, if we, if we can go a little bit deeper and understand the life lesson of it. You know, what it's, what is it trying to show me? What's it trying to teach me when somebody's on a diet and they go off the diet and then they get back on, they go off and they have that, that yo-yo effect on it. If they can start looking at those times when they go off the diet, there's so much in that of why to help grow and expand beyond that point. Life happens and, and, and what's happening in so many people's lives is the same thing will happen over and over and over and over. And all it is, is we're not learning the lesson from it. So it's going to continue to repeat until we do. 
So instead of experiencing the same thing year over year in your life, lean into looking at what's this showing me and what can I do differently? Because then you won't experience that again. And that's growth. Yeah. I think that's an Einstein quote, isn't it? Like doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. insanity it's crazy yeah. When we come into, when we come into the world as babies and children, we soak things up and we learn really quick and we learn from our mistakes, which tells us that, you know, we shouldn't put a hand on a hot kettle. We learn from doing it and then we don't do it again. Um, but then as adults, we don't do that as much. Right. And we seem to struggle to learn from our mistakes as as much and we forget then we forget a lot of the things that we do as 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 kids and kind of like one of the big things i talk about with people is is the sleep um and the routines and stuff and parents are so, i'm not a parent but parents are so intentful on the routines of the kids bedtime wake up time this is when you eat like why do we stop doing that why, why do yeah. you not have a bedtime and a wake up time because you're doing that for your child because they've got routine and consistency but you know, we seem to like to go against the grain and like you say, not learn from our mistakes and do the same thing over and over and blame other people and everyone else. Um, and a big thing for me, the big thing I get people to do or try is, is to get them to take responsibility for the situation that, that they're yeah. in now. Yeah, that's, that's great that you said that because, you know, none of us in any area of our life are a victim. None of us. And to pick up that victim role is so low vibrating energy it's so it, it's it it halts us from getting to where we want to get to in so many areas of life by living in that mode if we can understand that and instead of looking at ourselves as a victim look at it as to whatever's going on is serving us somehow and look for what that how it's serving us man we would start growing and you know people would grow and expand in, into doing everything they want to do in life which is my mission to help people understand these principles we're talking about today and really apply them to their life and really get that opportunity to live life by their design yeah i th i agree i think people build their own walls up they build their own obstacles up in front of them which then makes it and then they don't know how to break them down um, which is a, a crazy thing to think really, isn't it? Like we build our own, um, I don't know, perimeter or, or how prison, the yeah. prison we live in, right? Based on, yeah. And it's not, it's nobody's fault that they do that because we don't know. People don't know that they're living by their conditionings. They don't know. A lot of people don't even recognize their paradigms, which are patterns of habit, their habits and how those carry out. They don't even realize or recognize. So the key to it is, man, this area of my life isn't working. I want to do something different. Before that pain pushes you to have to do something different is I want to do something different and, and really tuning into that. You know, Wallace Wallace has a quote I love. He says, thinking is the hardest work in the world. And that's why most people don't do it. And, and I find that a little bit humorous, but if you really think about it, Somebody who's yo-yoing with weight up and down or somebody who's getting more and more obese or somebody who's, you know, living in a job that they can't stand or in a relationship that's just continued like this and such. And they stay there. It's because they're not thinking. It's because they're living by their conditioning and their patterns and their paradigms and their fears, really, versus somebody who starts looking at that. And once we start opening up that door, it's scary as hell. I'm telling you, it, 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 as you know, I know anybody who's done that knows it's it's scary to do that, but it ends up leading to life being so much more fulfilling. 
Yeah, I think one person that someone says that I follow is when you point the finger, which is what people are doing when um, there's four pointing back at you, you know, um, three, four, depending. I got you. I know what you meant. But you know the saying, this, he says four, but yeah. it's kind of wrong, isn't it? Um, but there's three, there's three pointing back at you for sure. Um, and I, I think that's like a really effective thing to say because we're very quick to go, right, it's 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 the environment's fault or it's my boss's fault or yeah. it's my family's fault. Oh, one big thing that people say in terms of being overweight is, well, I was brought up in a family where, you know, we're all overweight. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That make, It makes things more difficult. But you've still got a choice at the end of the day. You've still got a choice about the way you live your life. And you can change that. You don't have to continue to live that that narrative, that story, if you will. Um, but, you know, I think it's sometimes easier to do that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I talked about that with, <clears throat> you know, our life is make, you know, our, the, the reality of our life is make-believe. It's make-believe based on our perceptions. The really exciting thing about that is we get to choose our perceptions. So that means we experience life based on our perceptions. If we choose a different perspective, if we don't like what's happening, we just choose a different perspective and we'll experience, we truly will experience life differently. The hard thing about that is only you can choose for yourself. Only each one of us can make that choice for ourselves to go within and start looking at those things and bring it about. But one of the things I have found year over year over year of doing this is you know it's it's scary right now it could be this could be really really scary for somebody listening right now who's at that pain point and and looking at change happening because change can be scary but i'm telling you like you can experience traumatic changes in opening up your life and it can really be done with ease and it can be done faster than people think possible you know you can have fun with going about this depending on how you do it but until you step into it, until you at least look into it, you won't be able to experience anything differently. It's kind of like we're imprisoned by our conditioning and our patterns and paradigms. Yeah, I think I think people sometimes what I think is they. This is a I think there's a quote. I think let me get this right. I, th- I think this is a Tony Robbins quote, and he says that um, people overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in ten years. They'll want everything kind of now, um, but aren't willing to be be consistent. And that's so true for the weight loss side of things. It's like, okay, well, I've been to the gym all week and I've eaten well all week and the scales haven't budged. And it's like, well, do that for three to six months and then see what happens. You know, it's not about associating um, the exercise itself with weight loss. I think that's a dangerous thing. That's another conversation for a different day, but associating uh, burning calories and, and, and weight loss with exercise is a very negative sort of viewpoint. And I try and get people to move away from that. Um, but it's, it's not about that. If you want to achieve weight loss, then you have to become the person that regularly goes to the gym, like you've added into, into your life there. And if you want to, I suppose, become the person that transforms the life, which is what you help people do. You have to do the things that are required for that consistently, consistently for a long period of time. It's not a, it's not a 30 day, 60 day thing. And even if within that time you get a result, you got to maintain it after, right? So you got to keep doing the work and keep doing those things. And I think sometimes that's what people just don't want to sign up for, because as I said before, they are, even though they say they're not, they're preferable to the life where it is, as opposed to what's required to really change it. And, and sometimes that, that saddens me a little bit because they really underestimate what can be achieved with, a little bit of hard work. 
Yes. And, you know, part of that whole thing, like I'm, I'm a huge advocate in leaning into what feels good. You know, I don't work out to lose weight. I don't work out to build muscle. I don't, I work out because I feel how I feel doing it. And when I get done with it, you know, typically people that overeat and binge eat and stuff, they don't feel good about that. When they get done with it, they feel guilt, shame. And I know because I've done that firsthand, you know, they feel that shame. They feel like less than they feel like, you know, look at you and, and self-judgment and, and very critical on, on ourselves and things like that. When, you know, there's times I used to work out all the time and I'd have like an hour and a half to two hour workout. There's times right now I'll be in the gym for 25 minutes and I'll train an entire body part. And if I, if that's what feels good, that's what I do. So part of the whole thing is we get a schedule of what we're going to, you know, I have a schedule of what I'm going to do, but it, it doesn't mandate. It doesn't override what feels good. If I go into a gym and I feel like doing 45 minutes of running or cardio after I get done, I'll do that. If I don't feel like it, I won't. I have the minimums and stuff, but then I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I allow, I allow what I do to myself to lean into what feels good with it. And as I do that, I'm not doing it for that end result. It leads to that, as we all know, but it's, I'm not doing it just for that. I'm doing it for right here and right now, because it gives me that. And that's what I look for is that, that instant um, good feeling about me, ultimately about my life, about who I am and what I'm doing. And when people get in tune with that, going to work out, eating healthy. I eat healthy. I feel good when I get done eating a meal and, and it energizes me, you know, and it's got the stuff in there it should have with the greens and all that and such. I feel good doing that versus going to fast food or eating out, you know, something Italian or something out. And I feel sluggish and beat up and like, I want to nap after I get done, like going after that, what feels good. And that's different than covering up for bad feelings, which is the binge eating and stuff like that. We eat because we're trying to push something down or not face something going on. Those are two different things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say the great thing about that and the way you described it is you've recognized that actually you've, you've recognized something that makes you feel good and why it makes you feel good in the short term, but you also know it's, it's unbelievably beneficial in the long term. However, doing the, the, the binge eating or whatever you might feel good whilst you're eating it, maybe, but immediately after, you know, but I often find if you get a takeaway or something like that, generally speaking, afterwards, you regret it. it within an hour. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of like, well, it wasn't actually that good and now I'm stuffed and I feel rubbish, but I enjoyed it for a little small bit of time. But what if I was to do more things that might only made me feel good after I've done it? Maybe while I did it as well. No, not everyone can enjoy exercise and stuff, and I get that. But I know that everyone feels good after doing it. You're always glad you've done it and seen the success. Um, and got those endorphins and then it also benefits long term as well and it's recognizing that this makes me feel good now and it makes me feel good after this is this is probably something that's worth doing and, and making part of my identity yeah when you do something that feels good my workouts I feel like I'm missing something that I truly enjoy doing when I don't get to go to the gym and work out one day, you know, like out of my five days and things like that. Like if something comes up and it's like, Oh, we got this and this just came up. You got to do those. And it's like, Oh, I'm not gonna really make the gym. If I do that, there's something a little bit bummed about that, but I used to not be that way. I used to hate going to the gym. I used to hate working out, lifting weights, you know, getting struggled, like all of that stuff. But it was because I was trying to do it based on what somebody else said 
I should be doing, what the right way to live is. And, and we're talking about working out right now, Dale, but this expands across the board. When we're going to other people to tell us how to live right, we're not, we, we can't sustain that. Everything I do as a coach, I don't coach more than seven clients a month. I don't herd people through my programs at 50, 100, 150 people. And when I coach people, I tell them, I don't have your answers. But what I'm really freaking good at is helping you to get in touch with those and understand what those are and then remove the blocks that are holding you from that. That's ultimately what I do. I love that. And you've kind of, you know what I mean, you've realized that that's, that's the amount of people you want to work with because that you can put your, your everything into that there and and, and, and the clients will appreciate that and, and, and mm-hmm. stick that. You, you mentioned actually about kind of the gym relating to everything there. And there's a good analogy around this. And you talked about weight training and stuff like that. Um, it was like, we take ourselves through weight training. We go to the gym, which is essentially a stress, right? It's work. Mm-hmm. It's hard work if you, if you do it right. Um, and when you're weight training, you're going for a stressful environment. Um, you've got a plan, okay? Um, and you're essentially trying to place the muscle under the right amount of stress to break it down um, to then make it stronger for the next time you go, um, mm-hmm. which is essentially what is required for any sort of growth or improvement or transformation within life. And I just think it's a really good analogy to use. So go, well if you want to make change and you want to build a bit of muscle, you want to improve your strength, you need to take your body through something that it pretty much can't do, or it struggles to do to get it to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the conversation we've had today is all about, right? It's about it yourself out of that comfort zone to be stronger for the next time to kind of yeah. go again. Um, there's no other way around it. And, and, and there's no one that's going to do it for you. Yeah, we, I mean, people, everybody can help us. We can support, assist, everything. But, but the person, we all have to make that decision inside of ourselves that we desire that. Even if we don't feel the worthiness for it or, or the confidence in it happening or anything, but we have to make that decision I want. You know, when I stepped away from corporate America with three clients I, and, and then moved to another state and everything else and stuff like that, like I didn't have any guarantees of what was going to happen. I just had this, that, that thought of like, I can't keep living like this. And in that, my entire life has changed around. My entire life has opened up. I get to live my passion, which is helping people live better lives. I get to experience living a better life continuously on my, you know, within my life. And, and like you said, that comfort zone, really, if you look at the fears that we get, it's really stepping outside of our comfort zone is all that fear is. And the bigger the step we take, the more fear is going to be associated with that. But the greater the fear, the closer you are to that, that, that greatness, that new edge, you know, that, that awesome living in your life. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great way to kind of finish up the conversation today. And I'm sure we could go on forever. And I'm sure we could do that. <laughs> different topics and this conversation might have promoted questions from the people that are going to listen to this from your uh, your world if you will and mine as well um so you know i'm sure we can shoot this again sometime but this has been a really really good conversation um as i say and i I appreciate your time and coming on we've hit the hour mark so it's a good time to sort of um to to draw it there i think um Mm -hmm. i think sometimes you can listen to these podcasts right and there's so much like the joe rogan one's like three hours you're like what even happened in that first (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are they talking about um so yeah i think great point to break it down from there 
Before we do go, though, just, yeah, thank you from me for uh, for coming on, um, as I say. And, I'm, and I've got some stuff from this as well, uh, which has helped me for sure. Um, where can the listeners find out more about Joey Gerald Shagan? Absolutely. Dale, you know, this is awesome conversation here. And you, last name, you nailed it. You say it better than I do. Is anybody can reach out to coachwithjoseph.com. And schedule a block of time. I don't charge for that. And, and get on the phone. Talk about what things are currently like. We can start sparking that vision of what things look like and give you some tools to start bridging that gap. So anybody, it's it's free to anybody to reach out and do that. And I love serving. So that's one of the ways I do it. Awesome. Do you do social media as well? or just something? I do. Yep. You can go. I mean, it's a little bit. But actually, if you go to The Passion Lived Life, You'll end up finding most of my social media. You'll end up web, um, you know, websites and all of that stuff through there. And it has all my events and all of that stuff on there as well. Awesome. And you mentioned your book as well. Yeah, I have Life's Lessons, which is, which is like I said, you can buy it at Amazon. I also, through my website, is you can download a free copy of a book called Three Simple Steps to Absolutely Love Your Life. I don't charge for that. It's just a tab on there. When you go there, you can click on Love it. Goldmine. I'd recommend uh, getting onto that. Um, what I'll do is I'll get Joey to send me over all the links and all for that kind of stuff. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, so anybody listening, if you're trying to remember what he's just said, um, it'll all be in the show notes for you um, to, to, to get hold of. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, thank you very much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed listening, uh, head over to the review section. Let us know what you think. Share it. Share it with someone who you think might find it worthwhile as well. Um, that just helps then it also helps me continue to grow the podcast um, and help more people at the end of the day um so yeah thank you for listening joey thank you take care peace out thank you dear